You're a fake and a phony, and I wish I never laid eyes on you. Tell me about it, stud. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio. Uh, For the last time, I think, on a Monday, as we move into a new time slot and a new day, Uh, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to The Dish. Or girlfriends. Uh, Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so um, girlfriends, 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 a lot of things. I just realized I left my drink somewhere. That's okay. That's normal. Um, We're coming on the air uh, with sad news. Our beloved, uh, wonderful, amazing actress, Olivia Newton-John, passed away today at the age of 73. Um, She was a huge cancer um, advocate. You know, she herself um, suffered from breast cancer for a while there. She had um, surgery and treatment and eventually overcame that. And uh, she's also been a huge LGBTQ plus icon for a lot of people um, who've experienced her work from Xanadu to Greece and everything else that she's done uh, throughout her life. And um, I was like, wow, wow, I was kind of shocking to just like, holy shit. Yeah, that happened, mm-hmm. you know, and so I figured maybe we can kick off the show today. Um, we'll definitely move into weekends and stuff, but just talk a little bit about, you know, the, the work that we've seen her in and in all of the roles that she's ever played and all of her music. What was our favorite? So maybe I'll toss it over to you, Trish. What was your favorite Olivia Newton-John role, music, song, collaboration? My, uh, It would be hard to nail down my favorite per se, but. What I can say is one is Greece mm-hmm. is something that resonates really deeply with me because when I was a closeted kid, uh, my dad had a lot of albums, like right. um, records, and um, I would listen to Greece on repeat. It's such an amazing like musical, though. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know how my parents didn't know. Like I literally would oh, put the fucking record knew. on and just listen. They that's knew the, that's the old, that that record and beaches were the only two records I would listen Aww. to. But she was just, um, I mean, fucking fabulous. I agree. And she made, um, oh god, John Travolta look amazing in that movie i mean her like she was one of the first people that i ever seen like wear a skin tight like cat suit like get up at the end and she looked amazing i mean she she was tiny they were all in like their 20s at that point Mm -hmm. either between the ages of 19 and 25 um most of the main characters that played in greece but she did so much so many wonderful things she's Best known for Greece, but clearly she uh, has done. Xanadu is pretty big too. Yeah, I mean it's it's it has its cult following, um, but of course you know her music, her voice. Oh my god, her voice! I remember uh, for me one of the best moments for me is when she's at the party with the girls, 
and Rizzo, the character played That's by... That's because you are Rizzo. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, by Stocker Channing, had just like done this whole number and sort of kind of making poking fun at her because she got her ears pierced and or that one ear pierced by by what's her face um oh my god what was the character's name Fren- frenchy frenchy yeah and she was like so she puked but then she went outside and she was standing on on the front porch and she started singing a song um if you play a fucking song right now no i'm not gonna play a song are you <laughs> um, so anyway she started playing a song and in the end it's like goodbye to sandra t you played the actual melody mm-hmm. earlier upstairs and that was her saying to herself at least in her character her character in the movie that it was time for her to let sandy go and become that actually happened though later not at that moment well that's when she decides no, she decides when she's at the uh, car race. Right. So, which happens shortly after, right? Like, she comes down running in that little yellow dress, and Danny had just won the race because he took over for, uh, what's his name, who banged his head. and Oh, God. Oh, my see a penny, pick it up. All day long, you have good luck. And she handed him the penny. What's his name? Um, oh, God. Oh, God. That makes me crazy. Um... <laughs> Kanicki. My hickey from Kanicki. It's like a Hallmark card. I remember that. <laughs> um, so many great moments, but, you know, her music as well. Like, I remember, like, in the 80s, she came out with physical. You remember that? Let's get physical, physical. Oh, my God. I, I want. And then, the like, the gyrating in that video. People, it was a little scandalous, even for her back, yeah. in, back in the 80s, given that, you know, which was kind of shocking because... I would say mid eighties to late eighties is all about rock bands and punk, you know, like, like big hair. And it's like, and if that didn't shock you, I mean, if Motley Crue with like full face makeup and what was the other band kiss didn't shock you, why would her gyrating her like midsection? She was a woman. Yeah. But let me say what I, I think I just realized was the two sides of Sandy, Mm -hmm. like the, you know, presentable, like, Miss Goody Two Shoes, yes. good girl. So it's like that is my persona, uh-huh. but behind closed doors, <laughs> that's your alter ego. I'm Sandy in the black suit. <laughs> gotcha. What about you, Jay? What's your favorite moment? Actually, uh, you know, in in Greece, the the part that I actually like is when they're dancing in the school, right? And they have the competition going. I, I thought that was one of my favorite parts. Marty, my, my Marty Maricino, like the cherry. Yes, yeah, like like the cherry. <laughs> Blue. Blue moon. Blue moon. <laughs> Probably that's part of why I like it. Because they got moved. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought the dances were really, really... Uh, oh, they were amazing. Yeah, were really I think amazing they... and... Again, she was hottie. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, she was. She was. She was a beautiful yeah. person. So was John Travolta back then. Yeah, he was. <sighs> he was a good looking what kid. What happened? Well, age. It happens to all of us. We're currently going through our phases of, of shifting. Uh, I've definitely shifted. Mm. Morphing more like morphing. Yeah, it's like we're morphing <laughs> into something completely different. But you know, yeah, it happens. It happens. So, so the dance off was was it for you? Yeah, I, I thought that that was one of my favorite parts. That and the and the actually when they race as well when when they do the the whole race it was a i thought it was one two of my favorite parts in the movie by far right and the music come on the album yeah. beauty school dropout go back to high that, school that's when you realize that you're like wow 
You know, for me anyway, I was like, she's cute. He's cute. And let me He's t- cute. She's me- cute. Holy shit. Hold on. I'm confused. <laughs> she still is. Confused. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take much. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so you were going to say? No. Uh, yes, I was. What was I going to say? You forgot. I did. He was he was literally like saying something and you wanted to like butt in. Okay, no, it'll gone. come back to you. He's talking about the race? The race. Yeah. Race part. Dance off? No. No, it's gone. It's okay. gone. Yeah. It's gone. She's left the And then of course there was there was Grease too. Oh, no, that's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Here's the fucking PSA. The PSA. <laughs> there is nothing better than Grease. Grease 2 is not a good movie. However, I will say um the guy that plays Michael, oh my god, he was so hot in that movie. I don't give a shit. And and a girl for all seasons, I actually really liked that song. I'll be your girl no. for a no. season. I, yeah, I give a, it no respect. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah. will never ever ever compare to the original Grease. I mean, But there the are past, people that think it's better than Grease. Oh god, no. I'm like, no. what crack are you smoking? I, no. Seriously. Like, That's bathroom share. crack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet bowl like somebody <laughs> Some of that blue. dropped it in the toilet in a dry toilet, scraped it off, put it on the lid, and just snorted it. That's the kind of crack it is. Oh my god, this weekend! Oh lord, have mercy! Uh, so what? I had to work. I had to oh work boy. Saturday. <laughs> oh boy, toilet crack! I, I had to work Saturday again, the bar and Sunday, and Saturday night, Paul found um, a baggie on the ground. I mean, it's a gay club, like. In any club, you're going to find Coke baggies. Like, it happens. Right. But also, with the baggie, was like a rolled-up dollar bill. And he shoved it in my tip bucket, and I didn't know until I was counting out my money. And I looked at it, I'm like, did you put this into my tip bucket? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to keep it. But, like, I had to unroll it and all that shit and just, Make sure there's nothing in it. Did you you smell it? Oh, God, no. No, I'm too old for that now. I'm very proud of you. Be washing that shit. In the sink. <laughs> Putting under. Oh, oh, I just gave it UV to Dave. It's like, this is my tip out. <laughs> no, but that's cool. That's cool. So may she rest in peace. My God, Olivia and John gave us a lot of um, amazing, memorable moments throughout her life. So out of the blue. I know. Well, I mean, I mean, look at Betty White. Well, that was a shocker. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's just, you just never know when it's your time. It's your time. And, um, I would say she lived a good life. At least I would like to think so. I think that her work is will forever be um, memorialized in in how we take movies like, for example, Greece into with us and share it with the next generations. I mean, I my nephews and nieces who didn't know anything about Greece watched it and they know the songs. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those transcending movies. It's it's like, you know, it, it just ne- it will never die. It's like Dirty Dancing. Every single time it comes on, I have to sit there and watch it. Well, yeah. Uh, that, that was our graduation, song. right? So I, I think you know, I think that um, there are going to be countless generations, even in the future, that will get to experience Greece and know who this artist is. She truly made made an impact. Yeah, and like um, um, outside of all of that work that she did, she also started a foundation called um, it's O N I J Foundation or ONJ uh, ONIJ Foundation Fund dot org, and basically what it is, as we know, she did. 
um, have a bout with cancer, but it is a foundation that is dedicated to funding plant-based medicine studies for um, for cancer research and cancer um, treatment. Right, which is which was something that was you know personal for her. Yeah, you know, being that she went through that. So, um, rest in peace, baby girl. We'll miss you, Sandy. Thank you for for all the good entertainment and the amazing songs that just don't die in my head. They're always they will always be there. Um, so let's move on. We've got a couple of things that we just wanted to talk about in regards to um, things that we've done. Jay, you weren't here last week. You were away. You want to tell us a little about your little getaway? So she was down south of the border. Yep. So we went down to Mexicali, Mexicali, Mexico, uh, Tulum, Mexico for my nephew's wedding. Um, so we got to meet the other half of the family, um, the bride's family. We had a blast. It was, um, you know, you always worry when you're meeting, you know, the other side of the family is first time technically we're meeting. Half of them are spread all over the states, uh, Arizona, Texas. Uh, the parents live in in Alaska. Uh, we're in New York, and you know, so everybody kind of gathered. As, Bitch, don't be your typical like uh, Latino. You're not in New York. You're, you're in, in Connecticut. Well, New you're York. Well, I'm I'm in Connecticut. Yeah, but the majority of the families like, in New when York. you go to the islands, New York, New Jersey. Yeah, everybody's everybody's like, oh, you live in New York, in New don't York, you? Yeah. That, they think the entire U.S. is New York. Yes, like absolutely. you can't live anywhere else. You live in New York, don't you? <laughs> absolutely. Nuevo York. See, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but anyways, um, I digress. I digress. No, so we, you know, we you all digress. kind of, yeah. So we, uh, you know, first met uh, the family there. It was really nice. Uh, so she's half Filipino, half Puerto Rican. Crazy. And they're <laughs> and they were all born in in um, Hawaii. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about a mixture. Fun people, amazing. We had a ball the whole time we were there. We all hung out. Now, you know what shocked me about what you were telling me in regards yeah. to the wedding? So this is a destination wedding. Yes. How many guests did you have? We ended up with 70 people. That's crazy. That's yeah. a lot of people for a destination wedding. Yeah, that's how crazy they are. <laughs> I always thought like a destination wedding was it's supposed like, to be small. <laughs> so that that's, you can get away from inviting everybody. Right. Or inviting everybody knowing they're not going to come. Yeah. Right. That's the reason why you have a destination wedding. Yeah. So I think it, that's it, the only it, way yeah. I would do it. It just turned out. I mean, she's uh, the bride is one of six siblings. Okay. Um, you know, Jonathan and, and he's only got his sister, Sophie. But then, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins and and, yeah, and it just turned out to be a huge, you know, everybody's married. So, of course, significant others, children, Mm -hmm. so on. And just the list just kept growing and growing. And I I expected to be about I expected it to be 20, 30 people, maybe 40, because when we travel with the family, it's usually between 20, 30 people. And, And when they booked the yacht. And he was like, yeah, there's 70 of us. And I was like, hold on, who, what? Holy shit. Like, there were still people coming in during the week as we were out there already. That's insane. It it was insane. Um, So, Jay, I want to ask you a question that's not related to your vacation. Sure. Oh, Lord. You scare me when you (laughs) You do things like that. (laughs) But go ahead. It's very simple. Yes. So, I love your shirt. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Where did you get it? Online. I always take a gamble on online shopping. So, but like what? What company is that it's, from? Oh, man, you're, you're going to put me in the spot with it. It's just such a cute yeah, shirt. It, it's an LGBT-owned company. I know that much. 
Um, Good at his pod. Yeah, so uh, this came up. There's uh, actually a couple of other shirts that I will be wearing <laughs> okay. in the near future. But I, I, I saw this bear shirt and I fell in love with it. And actually, I ordered it um, several weeks ago, expecting it to be in before I left to Mexico. And we never received it in time. It actually came in the day before I arrived. It's cute. So for, for those watching on the live stream, what you're looking at is a whole bunch of different. We can see you from there. You can sit down. Oh, she wants to model. <laughs> you can sit. Sit your butt down. Shut up. I want to model. Oh, okay. Dana White. <laughs> um, no, but it's cute. It's cute. So you Thank see you. all the little bears. It's got all these different colors. Yellow, yes. brown, blue, orange, you know, teal, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's cute. Is it called shop or social shop? No, I'll, I'll look it up for you. If you give me two minutes, I'll find it. Okay. I want to know. So while yeah. he's doing that, why don't we toss it over to you? How are you, yes. my dear? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Much better than I was last week. Oh, like, what, you want to talk about it? <laughs> we so were we, all on the same boat last week. <laughs> so we had the show on Monday. Uh-huh. And then I got to work on Tuesday. And I called you around 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. maybe 11.30. And I had tested positive for COVID again. Again. I know. And so I pretty much spent Monday through Friday, or Tuesday through Friday, quarantined in my house until I got a negative test on Saturday. She sent me a text message. I can't with this quarantine shit. I was going crazy. I literally, I was going crazy. It was like, you know, we did it for so long, but now it's like I lose track of days. I don't know, like, I'm like, did I eat that yesterday? Did I eat that today? Why am I making this again? Yeah, it was just like, it was weird. I don't know why it was so specifically, like, disorienting this time. Right. But, like, for some reason, I was like, I just could not get a grasp on where I was and what day it was. So, you know, she (laughs) calls me Tuesday around midday. I'm at work now. I'm in the office. And she's like... We know how much you enjoy that. But. Hey, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I just tested positive for COVID. and You might want to go home. And I'm like, so I had you on speaker. And oh, of course, okay. ears pop up. And I'm like, all right, well, listen, um, let me, I got to make some phone calls. I'll call you back. So it was happens to be that I was just going to lunch when you had called. It was like around 11, 1130. And so I was heading home anyway. I stopped at Rite Aid and got me a COVID test and come home. And sure enough positive so and then i returned back with mexa with a little covid mexico he, he had the mexico um, covid so we were all so after monday like literally i called um our hr people and they were like you need yeah. to leave right now and so i just took my computer and left and but you were like the first person i called because we were so I mean, Literally, like, I was sitting right with there. Jay, right. where Jay is, yeah. yeah. And so I went home on Tuesday, and I've been home since. And then I tested again Saturday morning, um, just to make sure, um, and it was negative. So I, I got to go back to work now. <laughs> yeah. On yeah, I got to go tomorrow. back tomorrow. So. Yeah, and it was weird because... And you'll get tested again yeah. tomorrow. You, you get tested every Tuesday. Yeah, I get tested every Tuesday. But nice. at the same time, you know... So this is, I think, my third spout with COVID. And I had probably like 24, maybe 48 hours of like, I feel like shit. 
Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this sucks. Like, I can't do anything and I feel fine. Right. But your body's like, probably like, I know what this is, bitch. I'm just going to take you out for a day or two and then I'm going to make you confine yourself for the rest of the three days. You know, it just like I like go back to when, you know, COVID first started and mm-hmm. how scared we were of getting <laughs> it and like w- how many people were dying. And, right. and now, not that I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't want to put myself at risk by me by any means, but like I was, it was like, you know, 24 hours of like, Oh, I feel like shit. Right. And then I was, you know, I was okay. Right. I remember texting you were like, I'm like, how are you? How are you feeling? It's like, I'm dying. I was like, okay. <laughs> the one day, it was the one day <laughs> I was dying. I sweated out. I had a fever, a sore throat. And then, so, you know, it's just goes to show you, I had COVID in December. Of 2021, right before this new year in 2022. We both did. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah we, th- I think th- there's a trend here. <laughs> so, um, and, and so it just goes to show you, look, seven months later, we're COVID positive again. So it's, it's just, you know, if you have access to vaccinations, get them. Uh, they work. Yes. Um, as you can see, we're still here. We're alive. They've also got treatments and things that you can, you know, utilize now. They have antivirals that you can go and and have administered in the in in the at hospital. the hospital. Um, they can go to Walgreens too. Okay? I believe you can now get them. You have to have a doctor, I think, prescribe. To right. get the medication. Uh, okay. So they have to test you first, do the right. PCR. Because we called when we got back from Mexi <laughs> with the Mexi COVID. And then that was the weird thing because for me, I had a head cold. That was all I experienced. Like your COVID is a tequila strand. Probably <laughs> the agave strand. <laughs> all I had was a head cold. So right. for me, it was like, oh, I caught a head cold from the AC in the room. Right. You know, <clears throat> luckily, I mean, even for traveling, we were cautious because masks aren't being really mandated right. for travel. But we still, you know, going and coming, we masked up. And even though it rubs my ears raw because I hate those damn masks. Oh, my God, it's bad. Um, you know, and then the way back, I told you, we missed our flight. So it turned into a whole 24 hour adventure to get home. Uh, you know, I, I still wore the mask. I toughed it out, you know, and. and one is I had the little cough going and I'm right. and I'm but honestly the whole time no and not at all when you got home when I got home after so even even traveling even with the slight cough my thing is like oh people are gonna think I'm sick right. you know so I made sure to make to stay mm-hmm. covered it's you know? so funny now though after COVID somebody, <laughs> and somebody and coughs and you're like fuck oh uh, yeah absolutely oh fuck <laughs> you were, you were they sneeze and you're like yeah um. and that was the whole thing and then uh, when I'm talking to HR. Right. And I'm telling her, you know, I'm, she's like, are you experiencing this, that, the other? And I'm like, no, 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 no. She goes, yeah, because some of these strands, they they tend to appear like if you have a head cold and allergies. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm going through. Right. She was like, yeah, so then definitely it's what's, what's happening with some people. Right. So it was just, to me, I just had a head cold. Right. I only tested because my mother-in-law ended up in the hospital because she has bad asthma. And they tested her. And she came back positive. Right. So since we were traveling together, I said, you know what? Precaution, less test. Everyone at home, all four of us came back positive. Yeah, I woke up on Tuesday morning and I was like, I got a scratchy throat, but I'm just assuming it's allergies because of post-nasal drip, whatever. But I I test every Tuesday. And so I was sitting in my office waiting for the test to come back. And I'm on the phone with my coworker. And I was like, you're not going to fucking believe this. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm positive. She's like, 
are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I'm not kidding you. Because the week prior, I was out for like two days because I had like a stomach bug. Right. Yeah. And so I get back to the office and I test and I'm positive. I was like, I got to go home. <laughs> that sucks. That's yeah. crazy. But, you know, we're here. We're safe. And, and that's the important thing is that we're still here. And um, the vaccinations help. I mean, it's, it's it wasn't such a rough go through this time around, to be honest. Just go out and get your ouchie, your Fauci ouchie. Oh, is Fauci. that what they used to call it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a booster, but I think I have to wait now. Yeah, no, me too. So, see, every single time that you're about to, like, you know, get to the point, okay, like, well, I'm going to go get my booster. I get Boom. COVID. You get COVID. And then you have to wait a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, you have the How long do you have to wait, though? I think probably, like, six weeks or something like that. So, speaking of COVID, uh-huh. but not COVID, uh-huh. I got a funny phone call from my brother this weekend. Okay. So, I was on the phone with him, and I was at, it was Saturday, so I was going to the bar, and he's like... Are you and your friends like worried about monkeypox? <laughs> okay. And so I was like, well, I mean, yeah, we are, but we're being cautious. He's like, but like at the bar, can't you just get it from anybody? I was like, well, no, you have to like really be intimate with somebody or like really like engage with them physically to actually contract it so i'm not that worried he's like well you should probably get the vaccine and i'm like oh this is all stemming from the fact that Lindsay now heard about it yes and they have a baby i'm like i'm not gonna get fucking monkeypox really well you never know i mean that's true you never that's know true. and you know let's be clear i i'll get the vaccine if it's available i can do this to you and COVID. transmit <laughs> monkeypox if i had it yeah. if i have active um you know Infection, then you can get monkeypox. So just be very careful. Like my boss said, you need to stop hugging people. Because, you know, for a moment there, I wasn't hugging anybody. And I went back to sort of kind of give them hugs. And he stands at the door next to me while I'm doing karaoke. He's like, you need to stop hugging people because you're going to get monkeypox. And then you're going to call and they're going to be like, oh, I, mean, I can't come in. I got monkey <laughs> I mean, there's He's like not wrong. He's there's not like wrong. some weird shame about it right well my whole problem is that because it is prevalent at the moment mostly in gay men and bisexual men we're starting to see a trend in people uh, uh um you know basically saying this is a gay thing right mm-hmm. much like they did with with hiv and aids back in the 80s and so as long as you know people are made aware that this is not strictly this is not god's punishment to gay people for sodomy or whatever it is that you think you know that is wrong with us um this is just a, another virus that goes around the human globe population and can afflict and affect everyone mm-hmm. and so be careful Absolutely. Fuckers. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, um, glad we're all here. We're all safe. And, and Absolutely. So, so um, where are we going from here? I have a little story, which is pretty cute. And I want to share this. I'm actually going to post this on tonight's post so that. Where are we going from here? Yeah. If, so if, <laughs> if you guys want, if you guys, gals, people, everyone in between wants to read the article, you can. But basically, it's a map of the world's safest countries for LGBTQ plus travelers that you can visit. And it scores each country um, based on, you know, a score from like A to like F. Um, I'll tell you right now that um, Canada has an A, of course. 
Uh, most of the U.S. might be either at a B or or. That's fucking sad. A B or a B minus. <laughs> um, and it sort of kind of makes sense, right? Because when you think about it, it's like those lower states, man. Yeah. In middle America. What did I call the Mason Mason Dix, Dixon line? And is it the Mason Dixie? What was yeah. it I used to call it? It's, I don't remember. It's basically the Mason. Anything south of that line, man, it's questionable. Yeah, no, for um, sure. In a like, lot of spaces. Molly Lulu. Molly Lulu. M O L I L U L U. Sorry. That's the website. Molly Lulu? Yes. Okay. Well, that, that's good. I'm trying to zoom in on this website so that I can see. So um, in the story, it goes through and it gives you a whole like list of places that you shouldn't go to because they all have F ratings. Let me zoom in a little bit more. And so Brunei is one of those countries where it's got an F, Nigeria, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Guyana, Malaysia, uh, Malawi, Tonga, Somalia, Libya. I mean... It's Libya, Afghanistan, Oman, uh, Gambia, Qatar, um, United um, Emirate, the United Arabic Emirates states, Emirates, uh, Emirates, uh, Jamaica, Yemen, South Sudan, uh, Tanzania, uh, Istanbul. No, I'm sorry, Myanmar and Sudan. Uh, all those countries have Fs and. If you look at the map, like you can clearly see, like even some uh, Central American countries aren't um, very gay friendly um, and you'll see them. And I think this is important to know, you know, after being confined for two years to where we lived and in one geographical location, people are looking to travel and to head out into different places and visit different um, parts of the world. And it's, you know. Do your homework, know where you're going, know what you can and cannot do and and what's important, right? Because you put yourself in danger if you go visit a place and you don't know how safe you'll be with, you know, what people believe in that demographical mm-hmm. area. Yeah. So have you are you planning to travel anytime soon? That's not in the U.S.? I mean, it's Florida where you get. Well, yeah. So that's I think not that's US the reason why we got a B plus. I yeah. think that's why we got a B minus. <laughs> Most likely. Minus. It's because of Florida. So, um, Florida is a whole other country. Right. No, I would love to travel, but, um, I just, the thing is, like, I don't want to do it alone. You know what I mean? Yes. See, I don't mind traveling alone. I'm adventurous like that, but it's scary. Um, when you arrive somewhere and don't know, you don't know the customs, you don't know the language, the language. So, um, and you have to wait for Grindr to load up. Right. <laughs> or like when you go to like, for example, to Rio de Janeiro and during the Olympics and your grinder doesn't work because they shut it down. They shut it down. They literally crashed it. I'm obsessed with this website. <laughs> <laughs> they have an eggplant emoji and peach emoji t-shirt. Okay. Trust she, me, they have some really good she'll stuff. She'll walk there. in here next week with one of them. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I'm going to put the story on tonight's post. You can click on it, click on the link, uh, and familiarize yourself. You know, if you're planning to go on a trip, uh, definitely take a look and, um, find out whether or not your next trip is going to be the one where you have to like jump back into the closet for a short seven day period or however long you're going, um, on vacation. Yeah. I know, I know, um, 
you know how I'm always talking about the shows that I watch, the food shows on YouTube? Right. I had uh, one of the guys that I followed went to Egypt. Worst experience ever. They they confiscated half their equipment at the airport. They questioned them for like six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he was like, worst experience. He's been to like, he's been to like 40 other countries. Is he openly gay or? No. White man. White man filming with an Asian crew. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, no, but what he was saying is, you know, just if you're traveling, right. you know, because they also give you tidbits, travel, where to go, where to spend time. Right. At he was like, but oh, also avoid keep Egypt in mind at all costs. That there's a lot of um, countries that are regimes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes when you're traveling in with a crew, with cameras and equipment that you can record and document things. Exactly. Certain governments question, what are you doing here? What are you going to do with that? And how can we review it before you go back home? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they don't want the truth to get out into the world that they are or operate in the way that they do. Exactly. Or how they go about their daily business. And so they're very cautious. Yeah. So they, they ended up confiscating their entire equipment and all their stuff. So they ended up filming the show via iPhones. And then they had them delete whatever videos they had on their iPhones, not thinking that stuff's in the cloud. So they just deleted it to comply. But then when they left, they were able to download everything did, via the cloud. Did they know about the deleted folder? <clears throat> uh, apparently they don't. Because, so, <laughs> so, you know, you can delete your stuff and it's not really deleted. Yeah, it's in until, your folders. Yeah. Right. And you can just go bring it back. I'm yep. like, here, I'll delete it. Okay, here, delete, yeah. delete, delete. So they deleted everything that they were asked to delete. And then when they left the country, they... They restored everything. That's crazy. But yeah, so they they show the videos. But again, when you're watching the videos, he's eating street food. He's eating stuff in in areas. Oh my god! Like I would totally want to go into like a Middle Eastern um, food bazaar and uh, get me some falafel and uh, Middle East like Mediterranean food. I freaking love it. Like to Uh, me, (laughs) tomatoes with. What's that feta. cheese? Feta, feta cheese and olives and mm-hmm. onions and salt. Yeah, and all day, every day. Oh, so good. I'm gonna make that. You know what's kind of crazy? I'm just <laughs> I'm looking at this article, and there. So there were 203 countries that were reviewed. Mm-hmm. 70 have F ratings. Right. 40 have D ratings. There are only 12 that have A ratings. Right. And uh, Canada is one of them. Norway. Um, I think Australia is in the in the B's somewhere because they have a color code here. And the U.S. is just like getting a little on the purple side. I just can't believe Puerto Rico has a C. Imagine that. Hmm. Who would have thought? I just find it crazy to think that like out of 203 countries. 70 have. F ratings and only twelve have A ratings. Well, Puerto Rico has a C plus. <laughs> I'd still go to Puerto Rico. It must be because I was there. Yeah, probably. That's what it was. Yeah, the plus left a bad taste in I'm everyone's mouth. You left the plus size. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wear. Um, no, but you know, again, just be aware of your surroundings. So. Uh, we do have a couple of more things that we want to talk about, but we're going to do that on the other side of the break. So uh, we're going to take a break and um, we will be right back. All right. Well, welcome back from the break. Uh, that gave us a little opportunity to uh, refresh and get everything that we needed. 
Of course, this Sorry. bitch is over here on her phone. That Can't was during break, headset. bitch. During break. Um, and we're back. So, um, <laughs> last... <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> what did you say? You were like, bitch, get up. <laughs> Sorry. So, um... <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on, uh, I wanted to talk about something that happened in New Orleans uh, over the um, actually today was announced. So New Orleans, obviously, it's one of the biggest cities. Um, well, one of the, the best cities in Louisiana um, pledged uh, to find the remains of those killed in an anti-gay arson that occurred um, way back. Uh, oh, God. What was the date again? I. Uh, in 1973 so obviously up until this point that this had been the uh, biggest anti-lgbtq plus attack that occurred on an on a gay establishment until pulse happened in 2016 and i we had talked about this before especially um during around the time of pulse when we were doing angels and assholes we had mentioned um this incident and where 1973 arson, uh, an arsonist targeted a popular gay bar called the Upstairs Lounge. Um, and again, up until then was the deadliest um, anti-LGBTQ plus attack um, that occurred. The bodies of four men murdered in the infamous Upstairs Lounge arson fire in New Orleans, including a veteran who fought at the Battle of the Bulge during World War II, may finally receive their po- proper burials. So the city of New Orleans actually officially apologized. Um, and issued an apology for for that incident for the and for their lack of response, um, but also um, pledged to the family members of at least four individuals that they would try to find uh, the remains of people that perished in that fire and also those that were um, buried under questionable circumstances to have the bodies exhumed and then obviously for example in the case of this veteran have them uh buried with uh military honors um in in the place where he needs to be which i believe would be arlington cemetery Mm -hmm. right as a veteran um which i thought was very um you know it's it's somewhat it's a sad event, but it's good to see that people are stepping up and making right by history. It's a good start to make good. Right. I mean, and, you know, it, it's in our history, we've seen a lot of different incidences and in where people and, and mainly the response after uh, an event. It's just completely wrong. Um, as tragic as Pulse was, and even though it happened in Florida, the coverage that it got and the response that it got, I think, was was adequate. You saw businesses in support of LGBTQ plus rights. You saw stadiums, for example. There's a stadium in Florida right now that has 49 seats in one area of their bleachers that are all um, dedicated to each one of the fallen brothers and sisters that we lost at Pulse. Um, and so you started to see a lot of um, support uh, for survivors and people who had to, you know, recover from being injured in in the incidences at pulse and so the city today um in a statement uh the city said the city that we are in today is not the city that we were in then that's what counts uh council member jp morrell wrote in a statement the city of new orleans lack of response to the deadliest fire in our history 
has kept individuals from mourning their loved ones, but today we took a step in the right direction. Moving forward, my office will be working with their families and uh, Ferris LeBlanc, a World War II veteran who died in the fire, to exhume his remains and properly memorialize them with full military honors. There's still so much left to do. Um, to adequately recognize the tragedy of the upstairs lounge arson attack. But today we have a good start. And I think that that message really captures uh, the intent. And I think um, the closure that a lot of these families that lost loved ones um, probably needed mm-hmm. um, moving forward. So I thought it was, I read the article and I said, you know, I, I, we really need to mention that because yes. I think it's important for us to remember that, while we enjoy many liberties today, that wasn't always the case. And certainly back in 1973, it wasn't. So, yeah. So, so that's that. Um, another thing. One. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and it doesn't get any lighter. We're about to move where we're actually actively in primary season. As we know, the midterm elections are coming up tomorrow right? in November. Um, so there are states that are currently having their primaries to select their their nominees to move into the general election uh, come in November. So uh, on August 9th, which is tomorrow, three states actually goes to the polls for their uh, to select their primary candidates. Connecticut, Minnesota and Vermont are among those states. Um, you know, we have. A Republican, Bob Stefanowski, that's actually going to try and unseat our current governor, Ned Ned Lamont. And this is the second time that this man will run against Ned. He lost narrowly the first time. There's a possibility that we could see a Republican governor um, in this state. And so that's happening. So the primaries are tomorrow. That'll determine whether or not he becomes the nominee. And there, there's a, a slew of other people. We have a good friend of ours that's actually running uh, for state office as well. Yeah, Eric Russell. Right. And, um, you know, what happens tomorrow in any of these three states and all of the upcoming um, different primaries that are happening? Hawaii's primaries, August 13th. Alaska's August 16th. Uh, along with Wyoming, Florida's August 23rd. And so do you have, for example, Senator Val Demings, or is it Congresswoman? I think she's a Congresswoman who is from Florida um, running against Marco Rubio. She's actually a Congresswoman running for the Senate seat in Florida against Marco Rubio. She's a Democrat. And um, it's going to be very crazy. And to think that so far the primaries that we've had a lot of the candidates that um, thou who shall not be named backed have won their primaries and will be representing the Republican Party in those primaries that we've already had. Well, that's not really surprising, though. No. It's not. Um, but it, it also leaves a lot um, of optimism for the Democratic Party, because if that's who the Republican Party decides to put forth as a candidate for the general election in the midterm, then there is a possibility that the Democratic um, uh, counterpart might win because of the crazy things that these people are spewing. I'm trying to be hopeful. But I am I, too. I don't think, I think we're going to lose both the House and the Senate. And that's what's at risk, right? We run the risk of losing the House and the Senate. And it's if that happens, it means that... Um, for the next two years, any legislation that's meaningful, for example, including the Equality Act uh, that was passed in the House, but still pending in the Senate, 
um, might um, be stopped in its tracks. Well, I mean, it, it might be stopped anyway. Right. Because, yeah, it passed in the House, the Equality Act, right? Right. But when we look at the Senate, we talked about this last week. Right. It's, in my opinion, I feel as though it's highly unlikely that our Senate will actually pass the bill through. So, interestingly enough, you have a story that you put in Mama Kim's Minute Mm -hmm. uh, where Tammy Baldwin thinks that she has the 10 Republicans uh, needed to pass the marriage equality bill that also already passed in the House, right? To make marriage equality law as opposed to it just being a decision that was rendered down from the Supreme Supreme Court. Court. Um, So if we were to lose both the House and Senate, then that bill is dead, right? If we lose the House come November, unless they try to push it through during this this term, mm-hmm. it might be dead um, where it sits or where it stands. Because a lot of these Republican senators say, well, it's already law. We don't need well, it's it's already settled. It's a settled argument. We don't need a law on the books to to protect this. But then again, that's what they also said about Roe v. Wade. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's a lot of stake. Well, actually, they didn't say that about Roe v. Wade. They didn't do anything about Roe v. Wade. And so the fact that we're seeing this bill come to light, it's in reaction to the fact that right. the Supreme Court overturned their decision. Right. And there was no law that was ne- was ever enacted. Right. Unless it was at the state level. But that that's what that's exactly what I'm saying is that the reason why they never enacted a law for Roe v. Wade to codify that into law is because they've had they sat on that precedence that was set by the Supreme Court for 50 years, 50 plus years. And it stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. Right. Court after court, year after year, challenge after challenge. It stood the test of time and it took this court to overturn Roe. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot at stake. And so all we ask, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what states are doing what and when. I can post this list online as well. All we ask is that you familiarize yourself with the candidates that are running. If you're a member of our community or you're an ally or someone that supports uh, a member of our community, familiarize yourself with those that are running in your area, what they stand for and what we could stand to lose as, as people in the U.S. You know what also really annoys me? Yes. I am so done with people posting quotes or posting something from some website that's just like you know a couple sentences that has no back like it has no information behind it right so you're literally putting out to the world misinformation Mm -hmm. like if there's a bill that could potentially raise taxes for small businesses or whatever whatever don't just post some stupid fucking quote you found. Do some goddamn research. And tell us. And then Show post us. something with actual facts. Because what you're doing is spreading information that, honestly, is it makes no sense, one. But two, you're, like, feeding into that, like, Trump fear rhetoric that people just want to jump on board with. Right. And it's all about clicks, though, too. So you have to understand that people will come up with very catchy, sometimes confusing or misleading headlines because when people click. But the thing is, people post that shit. Right. And they're like, look at this. Look, oh, how can you be a Democrat? Look at this. How can you be a Republican? It's bullshit. Right. 
I like, agree. Read the article and then do some more research before you actually make yourself look like an asshole and or get people that are uneducated that don't care to read or right. don't care to do the research to like feed into it. Right. So let's be honest here on the table. Have you given any thought um, in this cycle as to who's on the ballot, what's happening for the midterms coming up in November? For the midterms in Connecticut, it's kind of like straightforward for me. Right. Meaning, explain that. I'm going to vote for... I'm going to vote for Eric. Mm -hmm. I'm going to vote for Looney. I'm going to vote for Rosa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for um, our current governor. Right. Um, but yeah, I, 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 for me, it's pretty straightforward. I don't necessarily think that in Connecticut, for me at least, there's much of a debate. Right. Well, there's someone running against Richard Blumenthal. Uh, a Republican is running against him. So we'll find out which one of those Republicans will be the nominee to mm-hmm. move forward to run against Blumenthal in the, in the general. What about you, Jay? Have you uh, given any thought uh, politically to uh, who your candidates will be? Are you, are you voting? I mean, do you want to talk about that? Do you want to not disclose it? You don't have to. No, I, I down the line blue. Absolutely. Blue, blue wave. Um, I've, I've been looking, which, which you know what? <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. When you get there, you're just like, I just want it to be done here. here I was, you know, it was funny because I was listening to obviously a book the other day. Of course. And one of the characters in the book was like, yeah, I vote. But when I go in there, I just look for the D. For the and, I, <laughs> and I fill in the circle. I fill in the circle. <laughs> I mean, and I was like, oh my lying? God. What the fuck? I mean, I look for the D too. Like I, I scan the room and see like, is there any hot daddies in here? I'm sure you do. Maybe, maybe I can ask for assistance in filling my holes. Yeah. I do feel I do, I do feel bad sometimes. Like when I go in and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I was voting for this. I should really do like I should really dive in a little bit more to know who right. I'm filling in for right now. True. But if that's the case, I will always go with a D. Right. <laughs> Agree. I mean, it, it, when we look at uh, historically, at least in my experience, a lot of Republican candidates are supporting or um, in favor of things that affect us as a community, um, you know, or I don't know. It's just for me. So I, I don't I don't entertain the idea of like I had um, um, a state senator come to my door and one of the first questions I asked him was uh, what's your stance on LGBTQ plus rights and his response was well the answer is on my website I'm like no bitch you're right in front of my face talk Mm -hmm. to me don't send me to some predetermined some pre you know some somebody else wrote out for you some pretty little you know, two page paragraph, you know, paragraphs or two pages explaining how you support the community. And, and, you know, that gives you an opportunity to polish it up. Tell me in your own fucking words, what it is that you support from our community and how are you going to work for me as an individual? Yeah. Couldn't answer the question. I no, said, because goodbye, well, yeah, when they tell you it's on my website, then you don't have the time yeah. for me. You're Charles ba- Ferraro. <laughs> You're, you're on my door knocking for my vote and I ask you a question right. and you're going to refer me to a website, then why fucking show up? Right. And then like, for example, <laughs> our current mayor, um, who I believe she's amazing. She's an awesome person going through it right now because there was some issues uh, in West Haven. Okay. I was like, <laughs> our um, mayor's not. 
um, in West Haven. Nancy Rossi, for me, I like her as a person. I think she has an amazing demeanor. She's She seems to be a very nice person. And she has done well in, in her position. But there has been a lot of scandal that rocked West Haven financially because there was a lot of misuse of COVID funds. Over $630,000 were used by this individual who was investigated, arrested, and fired. Obviously, they did all of that, but it all falls on the mayor. And so they're targeting her for something that someone else did. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But when I reached out to her campaign... And I sent her a message on her Facebook, you know, today's primary day. This was like four years ago. Um, I need to know what you're going to do for LGBTQ plus rights in the city of West Haven. Whether it was her or not, the, the campaign was responsive. And I got a very substantial response and said, you know, this is what we're planning. This is where you can go find the information of what our plans are, how much money we're going to be allocating, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and... It seemed like someone really wanted to engage and to make sure that I understood that as an individual, I was being heard. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that from this asshole that just showed up at my door. He was just like, oh, just go to my website. No, fuck you, motherfucker. You talk to me now. If you had the balls to come knock at my door expecting that I would give you my vote, talk to me. Don't just, you know, oh, I'm running for, for a state senate and here's some information. Go to my website. Yeah. Well, what I'm more concerned about for Connecticut is the fact that, well, this country as a whole right, <laughs> is the fact that uh, we are so in debt and the state is so in debt and we keep shelling out money um, and we really don't really have much control over that unless we vote for the right people. Right. That's why I'm excited to vote for Eric. Because I think he's the right person for the job. Right. And, and you know, but he's also gone out there and engaged communities, different communities. Right. Because mm-hmm. not oh, only every fucking day, not only is he a, a person of color, he's also an openly gay man married to a man uh, running for a, a, a state office and can really go out there and really engage people in different areas of the state to to really engage the electorate. And I think, and he's also an amazing guy, mm-hmm. right? When you are in his presence and you're talking to him, he is engaged. He is really talking to you and really wants to have a dialogue. <coughs> Excuse it, me. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's, uh, like it's all set up. All right. right. This is all I'm willing to answer. But it also helps that we've known him before he ever decided to do the political thing, right? Like, I've, we've known Eric for many years now, uh, and we we sort of kind of frequent the same circles and, you know, the same bars, and we have the same group of, of acquaintances and friends. And so when you when you stop and talk to, to this individual, he really just stops. Hey, how are you? He sits down with you. How are you? And, you know, what's going on in your life? Like, he really wants to know. It's not one of those, hey, how are you? It's good to see you and walk away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but anyway, enough about that. Find out as much as you can about the people that are coming, you know, that are uh, running in your area and really do your due diligence. But whatever you do, make sure that you exercise your right to vote, um, whether it's a primary or not. It's very important. You're picking the person that you're going to throw to the general. Um, um, what do you call that? My term. So get that done. Get that done. Okay. That out of the way. Anything for you, Miss Trish? No. Oh, she's nasty. 
I got uh, something for you. What you got, baby boy? Nothing political. I'm throwing it at Moving me. on. Moving so on. So I know we are always making suggestions for must watch. Okay. Started, what you got? Started watching Uncoupled with Neil Patrick Harris. He, he we were talking about Amazing. that last week. Amazing. Tell me tell me a little bit about it because I haven't watched that. I've I've only watched a, a couple of episodes the first season. This is on Netflix? Netflix, yes. I'm sorry. Can we pause for a second? Uh-huh. Yes. I want to go back because there was She was doing research. I was. That's See? why I was being quiet. <laughs> I know but I'm supposed to do this. There like, was an article that came out um in The Advocate uh-huh. about Eric. I know. So Eric is actually going to be if he's elected, hold on, the first African-American gay man in state office in the nation. In a state office. In the state office, not like a state legislator or um, any of that, but he will be the first. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Kudos. It's fucking crazy. So he, he will be. He, he got a. Um, there's this. So not a senator, not a state senator, not a state representative, but a state office official. Correct. In a capacity that doesn't relate to their general assembly house Correct. or. Okay. Because I was going to say. Nation. I was going to say because there's Kenyatta in Pennsylvania. I mean, the, the guy is fucking awesome, but he's a senator in the state of uh, Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. Sorry, back to you, Jay. Okay. So, so uncoupled. I I actually, I I was, you know, while I was hibernating at home for a week Mm -hmm. with with the cove. Must be nice. Yeah, it kept popping up. Yeah, kept popping up (laughs) in Mexico. I got to text the group later. So create a uh, group and call it the Mexico group. Well, it's called the uh, After Mexico (laughs) Recovery Group right now. So. So I, I just happened to pop it on, uh, I think it was yesterday, last minute. I was like, oh, let me just check out the first episode. It's good. It's it's. What's it's the an- premise of Uncoupled? Like, without spoiling anything, what, what what's it about? As it's stated, so basically, he's in a long-term relationship mm. with his partner who suddenly breaks it off with him. And they're... they're- Later to middle age. Yeah, yeah. So they're older, you know. Okay. Um, so he plays a part within his age, right? Yeah. Current right age. And it's about going back out and dating again. So okay. it's, it's, um, it's like trying to find yourself again <laughs> exactly. after like being with somebody for. So I, yeah, I think it says uh, newly single, forgot how to mingle is the tagline on it. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, it's, <laughs> so basically, it's someone going back out into the dating world. Um, interesting. At, at an yeah. older age where, of course, you know, it's somewhat of a struggle for some of us older gentlemen. It's always, especially in the gay community. There was one episode where (laughs) I don't know. Some one, somebody was talking to Neil Patrick Harris about grinder. And he's like, what? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, go on grinder and like, I don't know if it's his, but if it is, Neil. Actually, so I read Daddy. an article about no. that. <laughs> he, it's not his dick. No, okay. But he got to choose the dick. The dick. He got nice. to choose what dick that they was used. A, that was a nice picture. I got a, even though it was a quick glance, it's yeah. like, okay, not, I was like, whoa, dick. Huh. <laughs> what the I don't, f- I think he probably has a really nice dick anyway. Yeah. But. I mean, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. So his husband was probably like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. No. Also, his husband is in the series. He's got a cute ass, by the way. 
His naked when he they show him in the locker room naked. He's got a cute. He's everything. got a nice body. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's always had. He's yeah. always been a very yeah, nice gay man. Even when but, he was doing Hedwig. I, but I I think oh this God. is the first I time I've seen I him like that. completely naked. He's got a cute body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe maybe I will hit record. Well, Check it see, out. I so <laughs> so so House of the Dragon is coming out in three weeks. Clearly. You got time. <laughs> so I just spent the last two and a half weeks watching eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Again? I didn't realize that in Game of Thrones, you get to see Theon's penis. You get to see yes. um, Hodor's penis, obviously. I didn't. I don't recall seeing Theon's, though. But you do yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, and then you also see um, when Arya is all the way in the other side of the in Essos somewhere in Pentos. She is tagging along with this actress who plays lady something, um, lady crane. And one of the actors is actually in one of the scenes holding his penis. It's like, I think I have a war. And he's holding it, like holding his penis. I'm like, Oh my God. I don't remember seeing this scene before. <laughs> Where was I? Um, but you start catching a lot of different things um, in the series that. Did you see the uh, coffee cup? The coffee How cup? How did we go yeah. from uncoupled to that? We're talking about things to watch. Genital warts. Well, no, because I was talking, <laughs> we're talking about penises, right? Um, so, anyway, so uncoupled. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to check it out. Um, but I can't wait for House of the Dragon. I'm so excited. We all know. So <laughs> I finally finished the part in the book that talks about the Dance of Dragons. So I know what's going to happen in House of the Dragon. And that is the beauty of this. So hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to bore you guys with this again, but I'm just going to have to mention yeah, this. Here we go. Yeah, we know. So uh, the interesting thing is that with Game of Thrones... The author, George R.R. R. Martin, hasn't finished writing the last two books. So by the time you get to season five or six of Game of Thrones, the series, the TV series, they're making shit up. Yeah. Because they went through the source material. They didn't have any more. So the last two seasons are sort of kind of David Benioff and whoever the other David is. It is their vision of what they thought George R.R. R. Martin would do. So we really don't know the actual ending until George writes those last two books. Mm, They're going to have to redo Game of Thrones. Right. So with Fire and Blood, the book is already written, right? And so it's basically a narration of all the maesters talking about all this crazy shit that happened in this Targaryen family for over 300 years. So that one part or those three chapters on the Dance of Dragons is what they're using as a source to create the series. So the ink is already dry. Pretty much. So we know, well, for those who have read that book, you'll know how the season ends. However, because it's a telling, there's no dialogue between characters. All that is going to have to be made up by character, by the writers in the show. And that's what I want to, you know, immerse myself in. How they do that, you know, versus just... How they tie it all in. Exactly. Yeah. You know, based on the descriptions in the book. So, okay. That's exciting. All right. Well, listen. We're going to wrap things up. But before we do, we really want to talk about um, our change, right? We're going to be changing oh, no, yeah. um, before we bring it home. Uh, we're going to be changing our, our day from Mondays. So recording live on Mondays. That's going to be a fucking crazy thing to remember every time I open now. 
Um, there we go. It'll take me three years before I get it right. <laughs> well, um, so we're going to be moving from Mondays to Wednesdays. Starting next week. Next week? Okay. Yes. Um, so you're not going to have an episode this upcoming Monday after today, but next week, starting Wednesday. Nick is going to be away. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to see if maybe potentially we could have you call in. No, obviously. I always do. So um, <laughs> for the whole show. Oh, yeah, I can like do that. Like Skype in. I yeah. can do that. Yeah. yeah. You can take a mic with you and all that good stuff. No, I don't I'm need kidding. a mic. Yeah, I know. She's just a hot mess. She don't need anything. Um, but we're going to start Wednesday, and um, going forward, we'll start producing. And It's actually kind of perfect if you think about it. It's fucking hump day. Right. Oh. Everybody needs something happy on hump day, and we're going to hump with you on hump day. Right. Absolutely. Right. And then we'll give you the G spot every so often. Yeah. Every- <laughs> on a hump day. <laughs> <laughs> on a hump day. The G spot on a hump day. Mm. So um so I hope that doesn't inconvenience a lot of you or you know make you wait an extra two days since you're used to us uh, publishing on Mondays. But uh we did talk a little bit about this last week that mm-hmm. we were planning and making changes. Um, only because it's it's been getting rough, you know. I'm getting old, girl. Getting out of a bar at one o'clock in the morning and then going to work and then recording, recording and then processing and getting to bed at midnight that Monday when you've already been up until like two in the morning the night before. It's hard, and you know you've got well, a job, and um, so I yeah, got, I got nothing going on. Okay. You got a cute bear shirt. You do. You do. You do. So, so. no, I, I'm okay with it. You know me. I'm easy breezy. Easy breezy, beautiful cover, cover girl. boy. Oh, either or. Well, we said it at the same time, yeah. so that's what, works know. for me. No. All right. Um, all right. Well, why don't we uh, wrap this up uh, for the last time on a Monday evening? And uh, I'm going to toss it over to uh, Trish for Mama Kim's minute. So, um, thank you. All right, everybody, here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, Tammy Baldwin thinks she has the 10 Republicans needed to pass the marriage bill, but the bill will likely have to wait until September for a vote. Number two, the Internet's heart is melting over this grandpa's beautiful gesture. Number three, biggest do's and don'ts for parents of LGBTQ plus kids explained in groundbreaking coming out guide. Huh, I'm gonna have to read that. Um, all right, Jay, you want to do it on this day? Sure, and on this day in gay history, brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0, now available to you on Wednesdays. Yes. <laughs> the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex Association, or ILGA, was founded in 1978, August 8th, of course, where the UK, the ILGA is founded as the International Gay Association at the Conference of the Companion for Homosexual Equality in Coventry, England, at a meeting attended by 30 men representing 17 organizations from 14 countries. ILGA was the first gay rights organization to gain consultative status as a non-governmental organization in the United Nations. Interesting. Yeah. So... I'm I was more you. impressed by Jay <laughs> reading that. 
Mexico did me some good, I guess. Bravo, girl. Bravo. That Mexicovid. Mexicovid. No, that's that's interesting to know because you know, as we know, with a lot of gay groups, they, they started out as act, you know, activist gay groups and activism, and very seldom did you ever find, especially back in the seventies, mm-hmm. a group that was in an unofficial capacity associated with a government. Yeah, I, I. The reason I picked this is because I had no idea about it. Right. Like I've never even heard of this before. Right. Which is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, and to think now, for example, the Pride Center gets that that grant that they get every year. Now they have an ongoing grant with the city or the or the the state of, the state of Connecticut. It's yeah, it's not a grant, but yeah. Uh, well, whatever it is that they get, they get a line item, right? So that they could hire or use the money for yeah. whatever. So they they get money, um, and we never had that association before, and it's fairly seen in a lot of um, you know LGBTQ plus spaces that uh, support communities. So that's awesome. All right. Uh. Well, ladies and gents, if you love the show, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published, which will be Wednesdays going forward. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Um, Jay? And next week, we will give you more on the dish on our Wednesday format. Yes, queen. New hump day. All right. And now here's Trish uh, or Nick to remind us, give us our little weekly reminder for all you bottoms out there. Um, Just want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future method. So Trish, take it away. All right, everybody. Get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. All right. So, um, and then... And then, We're going to toss it over to jay although I, I don't know if it's a ring that we need to use or a dental dam a dental, dental dam, dam. we're or... gonna put a ring on it today because okay <laughs> why not our show is available on our website gaytalk20.com under audio <laughs> podcast it is also available as a free download on apple podcast google podcast and stitcher radio all right you can find us on social media facebook gay talk 2.0 instagram gay talk 2.0 twitter at gay talk 20 you can email us at gay talk 2.0 at gaytalk20.com tom it's your turn all right and if you need to reach out to us just head on over to our website click on the contact us tab there you can uh, leave comments suggest topics submit a question for the cast or an individual host you can also call us and leave us your questions uh, via voice message we'll answer those for you on the show the phone number is 334-GAY-TALK and if you need all those digits it is 334-429-8255 don't forget that we do stream live and we're going to start every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. Ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and have a good night. Bye! Bye. See you at home day! (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.